Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. It's been a, a few weeks since uh, we put the podcast out, but just catching up a little bit, uh, talking with a number of you guys and some questions that come through here we want to clarify. Uh, one is on uh, fall anhydrous, anhydrous ammonia. Uh, if you were um, looking at soil temperatures and waiting for the high daily temperature to, to hit 50 degrees and stay below that, that's that window in the 4-hour certification we talked about when you'd start applying anhydrous ammonia. This year that did not happen until November 19th. So on November 19th we finally broke our high temperatures in 4-inch bare soil up 50 degrees and went below it and stayed there. If you waited till then, I commend you on your stewardship. Uh, that's what this is all about. But if you did wait uh, till then and didn't get all of your anhydrous on before the conditions here change, now it's time, of course, to come up with Plan B. Probably the easiest plan as we start to think about it with today's prepay prices, in most cases it's actually cheaper to uh, go with some weed and feed and come back with the side dress 28 or anhydrous uh, next summer itself. And uh, guys are reporting they're actually saving money doing that from that perspective and reduce the risk. Um, do remember, though, when we talk about uh, putting a plan together for spring, um, that we keep in mind uh, the window in the spring and so your retailer knows what's going on as well. Are you going to do spring anhydrous or are you going to do fall or uh, side dress anhydrous? What's it going to be? If you're going with spring anhydrous, we're going to tell you that we like two weeks after anhydrous application before you plant or one to two inches of rain to calm down that anhydrous core so we don't have burning. Now you can also do it in the same day or the same week with auto steer but you need to make sure that you're not planting on top of that anhydrous ammonia. So, of course, if you're putting your anhydrous on at a slight angle, which a lot of you guys do and work in the field, there's no way to know where that anhydrous is. So you're either going to have to be patient and wait uh, for enough time to pass for that anhydrous to core to calm down or some rain, or again, use auto steer and stay off of it. I discourage spring strip till using anhydrous. It's just led to too many stand problems for me in the past. And the problem is that corn could be anywhere from third leaf to sixth leaf when it starts to run into this trouble itself. So again, not to saying that we can't uh, do some spring strip till with 28 or just run the spring strip till bars if we want. Be very careful with anhydrous in the spring in a strip till environment itself. Let's be careful out there, uh, spreading on the frozen ground. Uh, different questions that come in, and one question I had a couple times this week was why we recommend spreading uh, ammonium sulfate in the spring on the sandy soils instead of the fall. The question is, isn't ammonium a stable form of nitrogen, and why can't we put it on these sandier soils in the fall? Well, the ammonium is stable. But the sulfate is not. The sulfate can leach if we were to get uh, a lot of rain in a, in a short amount of time in the fall itself like we did last year. Now this usually is not an issue on the heavier ground, but it is on the ground that can leach away. And this is kind of the same reason we don't put a lot of fertilizer on those sandier soils in the fall is to kind of prevent some of that leaching itself. Now sulfate that leaches is not an environmental problem. So it's not something that... Um, is going to cause us water quality issues, but it is a situation where it could leave you short um, next spring, early summer on your sulfur needs. So, again, just 
hold your horses there and, and you can put that ammonium sulfate out there with your DAP in the spring no problem or put it in a thiosol mix with your 28 um, or in a little bit in your starter itself. Many of you are now sitting down to um, make your plans or at least you should be making plans about next year's herbicide program. And I guess I want to reiterate, don't forget the issues we dealt with uh, this summer, especially dealing with water hemp. That was the major complaint I heard from everybody across the board, is how do we get ahead of it? Now is not the time to get cheap on your weed control. So as you start to put these plans together, now more than ever, each operation needs a pest boss. Remember, we talked about in the meeting, that's a person that's going to be responsible to help manage weeds, insects, disease on a daily basis. This person needs to to be able to spend a lot of time scouting and to stay on top of this particular weed, for instance, that can grow two to three inches a day. It's a situation where that person shouldn't be loading livestock or baling hay or whatever you got going on uh, and come back and do the scouting later on. Now, if you don't have a pest boss, there again, you're going to have to align yourself with a retailer that can take care of that with you. So a situation somebody who's going to be scouting your fields and being able to get there in a timely fashion. A lot of what we ran into last year is you guys just got there too late for the weed size and we're behind the eight ball when we started. For you younger guys who aren't old enough to remember what it was like to manage weeds in soybeans in the mid to early 90s, Maybe you need to take some time and talk to some of these guys that were out there because we're back to the early 90s. Rates, weed size, temperature, time of day, carrier, surfactants, they all come into play. You want to come out of the gate strong with some residuals and then you want to stay after this weed in that process. So scenario where put some serious thought to it now so you have a plan in play when things don't fit just like you think they would in the spring so we don't continue to build this weed base out there itself. The crew is, is hard at uh, plot data and, and working on those numbers as well as building yield maps. So that's moving along just fine. appreciate everybody responding by getting their yield in, maps in here so we can keep the processing going itself. Now, uh, remember our basic and advanced basic meeting will be next Wednesday and Thursday, the 14th and 15th here at Hayworth. And we recommend all new customers for sure to come to the basics meeting or landowners, uh, people that you want to understand our agronomic uh, fertility program itself. The advanced basic is taking what we learned the first day and implementing it out in the field in nutrient management recommendations and how we do things. Uh, you don't have to come to the basic to come to the advanced. We'd recommend that you do that. But this is the same meeting that we have every year, and we have the same time every year. And you can come back as many times as you want, but it's just basic agronomy, chemistry, and biology about your soils and about your soil test, how to read them, what they mean, that type of thing. If you haven't made our basic or advanced basic meeting at least once, uh, I would recommend that you do it. It'll be two full days, and we'll cover a lot of material in that time. But we'd love to have you here at the Crop Tech office itself. With that, that's all I got. You guys keep her moving, keep her safe.